Hey, Dell and Back listeners, just a little heads up that we are currently running a very, very important poll on autostraddle.com regarding the best and worst moments of season three. And we will be announcing the results of that poll in our season three wrap up episode. If you haven't already, we would love for you to take it. You can find a link to the poll in our bio on our Instagram page. And just also a little warning that if you have not already seen the entirety of season three, there will be spoilers in the poll. So if you haven't seen it, don't look at that. It'll ruin everything. You'll never know what's about to happen. So go take the survey. Vote. Voting is great. Woo. Bye. Oh, wait, not bye. We're going to do the episode now. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To to Ellen Back. Back. That's the show. That's the show. Great. Thank you for listening. And we continue on our long schleck through the dregs. What's a schleck? Uh, I made it up. Is it a slog and a schlep? It's a schlep with a sound at the end. (laughs) It's a trek. It's a schlep that's also a trek. Do you want to start over or do you feel good about how this is going? I think I feel fine about Great. it. Great. I don't know if I felt okay about my long, long pause. Carol just <laughs> wants pets. I'm just going to be petting Carol this whole time. Yeah. If only everyone in this episode had a had a cute puppy to pet. I think the thing that would help the show would be if everyone had a therapist and if yeah. everyone had a dog. That's true. Well, that would help the characters. So would it help the drama? No, probably eliminate a lot of the drama or make all the dr- drama dog related. Like, oh, no, the dog got out. We have yeah. to organize a neighborhood search for the dog. So it'd sort of be like Lady and the Tramp. I mean, that those dogs, did was any did anyone ever look for those dogs? Um, all dogs go to heaven. That's a lot of drama. Yeah. Because they're dead. Oh, really? I don't oh, remember. No, it was a long time it. ago. I just assumed they were because of the title. I think this is going well so this far. This is one of our best episodes. <laughs> So again, today we don't have a guest because just like last week, we did not want to subject another human being. We did not. To this. No, we are going it alone. Because we're really good people. We are so we kind. Are angels. Generous angels. Just like Dana. She's an angel because she's dead. Because she's in the fucking waterfall. Yeah. Um, This episode is called Last Dance. It originally aired March 19th, 2006. And it is episode 311. I really loved 311 a lot when I was in high school. And I understand. I understood then even that they were so corny. And I didn't even care. Yeah. Because they're the corniest band. I had an ex-boyfriend who was really into them. I'm sorry. It's okay. He was really into pop punk. Yeah, me too. Went to a lot of Newfound Glory concerts. Never went to a Newfound Glory concert. Almost died at a Less Than Jake concert once. Oh, that's a good place to almost die. I almost died at Dinosaur. That's a great place to almost die. Yeah. Well, speaking of death, <clears throat> who wrote this episode? Eileen Shaken. Ah, just like us. She didn't want to subject anyone else to this. Exactly. And it was directed by Allison Anders, who uh, is sort of like an indie film legend. She directed uh, Gas Food Lodging. She directed one of the four segments of Four Rooms, which is a movie that I love. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Um, Which made me, when I was researching this, I was like, Alison Anders, I know that name. And then I did like a quick little deep dive. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, of course. Um, And then I was like, wow, I haven't seen Four Rooms in so long. I definitely need to watch it again soon. She directed the uh, gayest one with all the women. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> obviously. Um, she's directed episodes of Sex in the City and Riverdale, lots of episodic directing. And she directed this. Wow. She's kind of a, a big, big icon. Gas Food Lodging was like kind of a big indie. It was, yeah. A big indie thing. Mm-hmm. Shall we begin? Yeah, let's begin with the world's coldest open. Oh, God, this is the world's coldest. <laughs> Coffee, coffee, coffee. 
this week is the world's coldest open in which instead of seeing people make out and get added to the chart, what we see are clips of prior episodes <laughs> of Dana. It's literally previously on Dana. Yeah. It's like we see Dana playing tennis. We see Dana and Alice naked in on the thing. We see Dana getting engaged to Tanya, the cat murderer. Cat murderer. We see Dana and Laura. Yeah. We see Dana. What else is Dana Dana's doing? Dana's at the Everything. planet. Yeah. We just see like, oh, it's it's Dana and uh, it's like this really subdued music. And but it's, it's the same melody as the theme song. Yeah. Of course. It's just slowed down. Yeah. None of the imagery of the opening credits is there, but the text is there and it's yeah. over black and it's over these weirdly slow mode clips of the show of Dana. Yeah. It's, it's dramatic. It's super dramatic. I felt emotionally manipulated. I'm pretty sure at the time when I was watching this the first time, I probably cried through all of it. Well, so after that little trip down memory lane. It was basically they opened with the <laughs> Dana Fairbanks in memoriam uh-huh. reel. Yeah, they did. So thanks. Thanks, thanks Eileen. Then we go to the funeral. We open <laughs> on an urn of Dana's ashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think also we should just say that like we're just we're trying to be light and funny. We know that we know deeply that death is very serious. Oh, absolutely. We're but, not trying to make light of death in real life. Yeah. But or, this show is silly. This is very silly. Yeah. This episode is very silly. silly. It is. Yeah. Um, and and I think Dana would want us that I for think us. Dana would really you know like what I mean? that we would be making Dana fun would of this. want this I think to she be would funny. Want this. Yeah. Right. She would want everyone to just be having fun. Right. Anyway, so um, Howie, Howie is very upset and uh, Beth is very annoyed by Tina and nobody has talked to Lara. No, Alice called and left messages, but she has not been able to actually get in touch with her. They think she's still in Paris. Yikes. <sighs> that's that's going to be tough when that eventually is dealt with. And then the first thing in this episode that I found deeply unsettling and almost impossible to watch happens which is that the minister or whatever i don't know we're jewish the I said, rabbi i wrote priest in my notes priest, the, the guy with the religious Garb. the pope is the pope the is podium giving, speaker the, the special guest mm-hmm. yeah so the pope is like dana was a great athlete blah 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 but she never got to live her full life because she never found love she never found a nice husband to settle down with she she longed for a love mate love mate was the phrase yeah yes that's terrifying and i just think this is a little heavy-handed i just don't understand in what universe this ever would have happened never no i don't think so i mean maybe maybe even like first of all her parents and brother obviously her family knows she's gay Uh even if they hate that she's gay which we've seen them fully come around right. about but whatever mm-hmm. even if they hate it they still wouldn't probably wouldn't want if you're like friend who was straight and single and had never found a man to marry her if the pope got up there and was like mm, if the pope too bad this bitch never found a boyfriend i would be so pissed be so insulted i don't understand how her parents would have been okay with that even this is sucks even if she was the straightest straight lady there's so many real things to say about dana you know? Yeah. We just saw a whole montage of clips. You could have talked about the clips. You could have played, played yeah, the clips. Tennis. You could have been like, she's a great dancer. Last dance. Anyway. And then into just to really, really just grind a screw and a hammer into my Oof. forehead. Alice stands up and says, <laughs> what are you talking about? Dana was gay. <laughs> and walks out. Yeah, she storms right out of that funeral. Oh, boy. Just right on out of the church. I want to know what the actors thought when this script landed in their... In their hands. In their hands. I know. They're like, she's going to what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so then um, we find out that the friends were not invited to like the after party. I was, I was like, Shiva? I know, I know. That's what I was, I was Wait, like, to sit to Shiva. After party. <laughs> after uh, party at the planet, everybody. Yeah. Uh, is it awake? Um, or is that not? Oh, may, maybe. Uh, I mean, I've been to a lot of Christian funerals, but I guess I just. Mm, you go home afterwards? <laughs> no, I've been to the after thing, too. The after thing. Maybe it is the wake. Maybe we should have had a guest who understands. <laughs> 
not Judaism. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they weren't invited back to the house for Shiva. Right. Um, <laughs> and all of the friends are just like left sitting in the church. They're waiting for Alice. Um, except Bet, who leaves because she wants to go be with Angie. Oh, right. Bet, who cares about Dana so much, yes. leaves immediately. Um, one thing I thought about when they were all still sitting there and thinking like, oh, it's like all the gay kids waiting around was that I don't think anyone would look at that group of people and be like, oh, those are the gay kids. No, not at all. You know, definitely not from far away. Like, that's, no, they would think there's a gay little... kids and look um, and they would think that Shane was a man. They'd be like, there's two guys, two guys and a bunch of like straight women. women. Yeah. Anyway, Max uh, is has applying for a job at Intech mode, which he applied at before, but was not accepted because he was not fish or foul. Do you think Intech mode is like Depeche mode? <laughs> yeah. OK, cool. He's going to be in a band in tech mode in that case yeah he is actually applying for a better job than the one he -hmm. had been denied previously yeah and he's real excited yeah i think is this where he says that jenny's gonna write about it i think jenny says that right oh yeah so then and jenny talks about how she is gonna write an article about what happens or whatever right um shane looks really miserable shane in this scene feels the same way i feel which is like her head is like pressed up against the wall and she looks like she wants to die and then Alice shows up and she has a bunch of ashes in a coffee cup. So she's resourceful. But like, how did she do that? How did she steal ashes? Did she take the lid off the urn and stick the cup in? Or did she yeah. put the cup down and pick up the whole urn? <laughs> yeah. I would like, shake she's a like, bunch Howie, in. get over here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bummed Howie didn't get to go on the trip with them. Yeah. I love Howie. Yeah. Come on. Get, get, Howie's gay. Let him go on the gay camping Seriously. trip. The gay hike. The gay hike to the waterfall. Then we cut to in tech mode. And Max says a bunch of computer words. So that must mean a dual core mobile chip. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of lingo here. A lot of jargon, a lot of computer jargon, IT jargon. <laughs> yeah. We see that redhead guy that had previously mm. interviewed Max and yeah. was a complete and utter asshole. Yep. And Max keeps looking at him in this way of like... I are, felt are like, you gonna are you gonna notice are you gonna notice that it's me are you gonna notice i felt like he kept looking at him like hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to helena's seaside mansion helena's sad yeah she's a little sad but she has a pool boy <laughs> and i would actually like love to know more about the pool boy. yeah that's personally where i was going with this and then suddenly she hears a sound like a bat out of hell and she sees in her like uh can't like security cameras yeah. of her front gate her because nest. of course yeah pre this is pre-nest uh-huh um she sees that dylan is at the gate yeah what the fuck is dylan doing she's dropping something off and then she's driving off with all of her things she has a full computer monitor a gigantic <laughs> apple box in the back of her like vintage car right i'm like are you gonna not stop to pee because you all of your shit all will your, be stolen immediately. It, it literally just says money. Yeah. Basically. Anyway, so good luck with that, Dylan. Um, then we then I hate everything in this episode. <laughs> Dylan's ah! going back to Ellen's mansion. <laughs> oh yeah. She's like, bye, I'm still dating Ellen. So I have to go ride Jody horses. <laughs> then we go to Bettina's. Henry's there. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, there's a stranger in Bet's house. <laughs> Two there is yeah it's henry and mikey because she hasn't met them before she hasn't so she meets them and they're taking the kids to an aquarium and bet the whole time looks like she's about to cry which i think is fair i think it's fair meeting your like girlfriend's new partner and watching them go off with your kid is in your own living room in your very own living room is very painful and then and then and then uh uh-huh Mikey asks Bet to take a family portrait of them. Wait, I want to take a picture with my special camera. Uh, why don't we wait till we get to the aquarium to take a picture, dude? Can you take it? You want me to take a picture? A family picture. Like, damn, Mikey, that is cold. And Bet looks at Tina like, really? And Tina just goes along with it. And then they take the really great picture. Oh, I definitely screen grabbed <laughs> it, but I forgot to put it on my phone. It's on my um, laptop. 
the photo is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, it's so bad. Yes. <laughs> it's so like, good. oh my God, it's amazing. Honestly, the best part of this, this episode is this photograph. It is. Tina is, Henry is wanted for murder <laughs> and Tina is not with him. <laughs> I've never seen this man before in my yeah, life. She's like, this isn't my kid, but don't check. <laughs> anyway, so that sucks. Uh, Bet also mentions that she's being headhunted by Art College LA. And oh yeah. He was like, Oh, are you gonna go back to teaching? And she has this like weird tone of voice. And Bet like kind of just like looks at her for a second and then is like, No, as the dean. Dun dun dun. And it really honestly, I gave a little I had a little cheer for Bet in that moment. I was like, <laughs> yeah. victory Bet. If there was a what? top off between Henry and Bet, then it would uh, be like a hundred points to Henry because yeah. he's in her home and taking her ex-wife and child out to the yeah. aquarium. But like one point for Bet for that dig about being a dean. Yeah. Um, then we go to Shenny's. We go to a Dasecki's commercial <laughs> because Shane is outside on the porch they have crying. A case. And there are like three cases of Dasecki's <laughs> right behind her. It is the only beer you will ever see anyone drinking on this show. True. So um, Shane's sobbing. Carmen's wearing overalls. And Carmen looks at Shane and doesn't know what to do. <laughs> That's all that happens. So in she this walks scene, right? gently back inside. Yes. And she is wearing overalls. Yeah. Then we back to the beach house. <laughs> so Helena is watching Dylan. Okay. <laughs> Dylan left. Could not several... even be bothered to write a letter. Nope. She made a video. Yeah. And it's a video. And she's like speaking to Helena through the video. And it's like a video message. And she's like, I'm giving you my footage, which you can throw away. You can burn it if you want. I, I hope instead that you use your passion and your resources to put the story forward. I believe in it. It's one of the few things I still believe in. Like, does she think Helena's going to edit her movie? Like, what? Like, Helena knows how to use Burn your own movie. Premiere or Avid. Helena goes into the Avid and suddenly is like an <laughs> amazing editor. Yeah, Helena turns into a three-minute music video. <laughs> Um, she, and also she ripped up the check. She ripped it right up and gave it right back to her. Which, okay. Sure. So then it's like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> so infuriating. I'm so sorry, Helena. I don't know what it was like for you coming out of the closet. We hardly know one another. I never told you how I grew up or what Danny did for me. How he... Helena mutes it. Yeah. Which is a choice. I guess. I mean, if it means Helena is like moving on past this, then yeah. great. Um, because last we saw her in those mediation things with the lawyers, she was like not well. A mess and just signed everything over to her because of her love. Then we go back to in tech mode. Yes. Where they're talking about boats, just like on The Sims, where everyone just talks about boats. Yep. Max is talking about boats with the interviewer guy, and he is jazzed. He's so jazzed. He got the job. Yeah. Max is going to work in in tech mode. He's He's got the job. He's He's a man with all the boys. Yeah. I wrote down, he's a man, and this is a company for men (laughs) and computers. It's true. Yeah, it is. We only saw men in there. Mm hmm. That's because like, of the let me introduce you to the boys, you know, the systematic exclusion of women in tech. Exactly. So Carmen is gardening. Mm-hmm. Shane is still crying. My note is Carmen is dot 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 gardening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She yeah. Shane is still weeping. Uh-huh. Very sad. And <laughs> asks Carmen to marry her. You guys, it's just like a teeny piece of advice. Please tell us. Enlighten us, please. <laughs> If you're sad mm-hmm. about something, like, I don't know, you lost a mayoral campaign or you, like, your friend died and maybe your relationship has, like, not been going super well recently. Sure, sure, sure. Don't fix it by proposing marriage. Interesting. So you're saying it won't work. It will I, not fix it. No, I don't. I don't think that getting married, marrying the person that, that you're having problems with. Yeah, I don't think that's a good way to fix the problems no it sounds like it's a way of completely avoiding the problems it is and also on at the same time your proposal story if for the rest of your life is going to be i was really sad about my dead friend and i asked you 
to marry me while you were learning how to garden for the very first time. We've never seen her garden before. No, but I mean, they had a very like in-depth garden situation. Mm. So maybe. I figured there was probably like a gardener that came. Yeah. Weekly. Maybe they have a gardener. Yeah, I don't know. The silent gardener. And Carmen is like, what? Yeah. She looks really pretty. She does look really pretty. (laughs) She always looks really pretty. Yeah. Sometimes I look at her face and I'm like, how? Yeah, like, why? How is this allowed? Yeah, exactly. How is is that allowed? Allowed to have a face that looks like that? Yeah, share some, spread the face around. Don't hog all the good (laughs) face. Don't hog all the good face. Your facial features, all of them as a collective, Mm -hmm. are overwhelming. That's a fun way. Try try telling someone you you fancy. Yeah. Tell them that instead of telling them they're beautiful. Yeah, do it. See what happens. It probably will end badly. Uh, then we go. Then we go to the last place I ever thought we'd be <laughs> in this episode. Joyce Wishnia's office. Bet is there. I do love their opening exchange. I do too. She already knows <laughs> that they are in the process of breaking up because, and I quote, I'm a lesbian in Los Angeles. I feel that was accurate absolutely relatable and then she's like did you know that she has a boyfriend and joyce laughs at her and she goes of course she does <laughs> Ooh, oh boy and then it, from there on out everything is completely bananas yeah i mean here's the thing would it not be a conflict of interest to take on as a client someone who is trying to go after a client of yours previously in who you also tried to hook up with i don't Well, I guess this would be a custody case, but in sure, I just saw a marriage story and I'm sorry. (laughs) Me too. Um, it was very sad. Um, and if you're like getting a divorce lawyer, you're not allowed to get a divorce lawyer that your partner has even consulted with, let alone hired. Interesting. So, So, I mean, I don't think that she could use Joyce. No, no. Cause Tina specifically went to her to divorce herself of bet this is still the same person yeah even though it's a slightly different issue it's still the same essential right so this would never fly so basically um bet wants to file for sole custody which what why fuck why 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 it's purely vindictive yeah she says it's because she said when she saw angie with tina and henry and mikey that she was thinking like i don't want my daughter growing up in a house where she feels like an outsider because everyone else is white and when she looks around she doesn't see another familiar face and i think that's a completely valid absolutely concern which is why she should have 50 percent custody of the child right i don't know what what like real cause there is to completely take the kid away from Tina. right it also doesn't make sense like bed is a very busy woman no like why who is currently unemployed yeah <laughs> like why would you want And if you become the dean of the art college of la you're gonna be right. even busier than being unemployed unemployed but like passionately yeah passionately unemployed yeah so i hate this i yeah this feels misguided mm-hmm. but i think all of her the stuff she says about race and mm-hmm. about angie growing up i think is all like really great like i think yeah i I, it's so rarely addressed too you know i mean i think the writing is really sharp in that scene i think it's really really great i just don't know that this is the solution no it just feels like this is i feel like that's a place of anger yeah and and like how dare you i feel like that's a really solid argument for why tina should not have sole custody yeah you know why they should just have joint custody yeah then we go to the planet we go to the planet where Jenny and Max have an unopened bottle of Vuv. <laughs> is that how that's pronounced? I always say it gets self I think it's uh, Schleck. Schleck. Yeah, Schleck champagne. There's an unopened Schleck, bottle. Schleck pain. There's yeah. an unopened bottle Schleck of pain. champagne like you it champagne. is on, on Schitt's Creek. <laughs> champagne. Uh-huh. They have an unopened bottle of champagne sitting between them. And Max is super excited about his new job at the big sexist tech company. He's going to make six figures and they're going to be rolling in dough. Rolling in it. Yeah. And uh, Jenny's like, oh, that's great. What did they say when you told them how sexist they are? Yeah. And (laughs) And Max's like, "Eh, I'm not going to actually bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. And she's really mad because the New Yorker, which Mm, might want her to do a piece about it. Might. I don't think so. And... You know what? I think that if your partner gets offered a six-figure job, like just that's great. 
Just let him take it. I feel like Max really needs a win. I know. Yeah. Max needs a win. And like, he also needs health insurance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I do get it. But sometimes you, you're tired of fighting mm-hmm. and you want to just like do the thing that's going to make you mm-hmm. generally happier. Yeah. And like you can always like work there for a while and then be like, hey, by the way, this yeah. is what happened. Um, and like you guys suck. But wait until he like gets a little bit of money in his 401k to do right. it. I, also think, I mean, he came to L.A. with nothing. Like right. I think he needs to get back on his feet. I also think that I mean, what Jenny is asking him to do is to like do something maybe he has no interest in doing and is absolutely okay that he has no interest in doing. Right. Like he does not need to dead name himself and come out in their office. Like that's something he absolutely does not need to do. And the fact that she's pissed about it is pretty yeah shitty. It's increasingly clear that they aren't a good match. For sure. Um, And I think that maybe Jenny's priorities and Max's priorities are not the same priorities. Right. Period. You know? And like... like I totally I, like there, there's part of me that's like, I totally get it. Jenny is coming at this from this like very like queer feminist, political feminist yeah. space. And like, that's great for her. But she also has a lot of privilege, mm-hmm. a whole lot of privilege, especially right now, having just gotten a bunch of money from her book advance and mm-hmm. things are going really well for her. So, you know, do I think it sucks that Max's like ideal is like just being like a straight white guy who yeah. has kids in a house and a job with other bros yeah yeah sure that sucks but yeah, that's like, what he wants is like let him just do what he wants it's yeah. his life and just maybe break up because right maybe you, know? you guys should stop dating yeah <laughs> um and max's final line is if you think that men are the enemy then you and i have a problem which is true also yeah because i think it's the thing is jenny's not really seeing him as a man she is not at all that is absolutely like what is coming through very clearly in this scene she sees him as like man light Right. And also as like a potential subject of her writing. Exactly. Which she's, we've already seen evidence of throughout the season. Yeah. So like Max not being super trusting of her in the scene is fair. Very fair. Also, I thought that he opened the champagne bottle a little too easily, but that could just be me projecting my own anxiety. Well, remember his arms? His his Hulk arms. Hulk arms. They're hiding underneath the the bro bro in tech mode shirt, but they're there. You're right. You're right. Then we flash back to Bettina, to Bettina's just oh my god, just for just for a minute, just for a minute, so we can see Laura Holloman and whoever this actor is being told just just laugh and touch each other like you love each other, just touch each other. That is walking up her own driveway <laughs> to see Tina and Henry like kissing and canoodling in the kitchen window, and is just horrified, Heart- yeah, and heartbroken, and heartbroken, and. I mean, look, this is complicated. Like, clearly, they need to have some other conversations that they haven't had. Yeah. Like, am I crazy or have they not actually had a conversation about how we are broken up? No, they haven't. It's like when one of them has to live in that house and one of them has to not live in that house. Right. And right now they're both living in that house, which is a very lesbian thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I've done it and like we weren't married and we were just together for like three and a half years. We did not bring our new partners over while the other person was also there. It's called boundaries. I think you guys should have a discussion about them. Henry probably has a house. Right. Maybe you could hang out over there. Right. Henry has, well, he has a house in Venice. Oh, that's 400 years away (laughs) from West Hollywood. And he works in Sherman Oaks. Everyone just loves to drive. His commute is just brutal. Alice is a witch. Yeah. Alice has like 14 different glass and metal containers out on her Table. This is way more ashes than one human body okay. would ever create. I have a question about <laughs> the amount of ashes in this scene as well as in the final actual ash spreading scene. This is like five bodies of ashes. It's like they had just like a like five gallon bag of sand. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> just like it's like a never ending yeah. supply of Dana's ashes. <laughs> when Which is what every girl wants for Christmas. I mean, who wouldn't want? the former best friend love of their lives mm. ashes in a coffee cup. Yeah. Also the coffee cup couldn't have hold, held as many ashes as were thrown. Anyway, it's whatever it's math. This episode is brought to you by every plate. Every plate is America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. How does a bank account have an opinion about a meal? This My bank account is very vocal. <laughs> and they send me a lot of alerts. A lot of alerts. And it's like, <laughs> feed me. Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry. Money, not food. 
We're all familiar with the same scenario. You come home from working a long day, you're tired. Or you work from home and you've been at home all day and you're tired. You don't feel like cooking. You can't justify the cost of spending the extra money on ordering out. What do you do? You do every plate. Oh my God. Every plate's easy to follow. Recipes and pre-portioned ingredients take the stress out of dinner time. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. And it's cheaper too. I personally found these recipes to be really easy to follow. Yeah, I'm like a total cooking moron. Like yeah. I don't cook and I was able to to do these recipes. Yeah, and the meals I did were delicious. I did the like the meatballs with zucchini and mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and we did the like penny pasta with the, the green peppers the and chicken. chicken. It was really delicious. It was so good. My dog could not tear her eyes off of it staring at me while i was eating it he was like hey man if you could like give me some of that chicken but i didn't because i it was delicious yeah he's a dog and i had a lot left over for the next day which is great because that's two meals for really inexpensive yeah have we mentioned that every plate is america's best value meal kit i talk about it all the time (laughs) you can think of it like this one meal is the same price as one cup of coffee yeah That's what I said. (laughs) Even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. Some other meal kits can be as expensive as getting takeout or ordering food, but this one is definitely cheaper. And it also feels like it's cheaper than cooking from home. So that's a miracle. Yeah. You also don't run into the conundrum of food waste if you Mm -hmm. are a single person and you're just making meals for one or even if you're making meals for two a lot of the times the ingredients you have to buy are there's so much shit left over and maybe you're busy or you're not great at coming up with creative cooking ideas i know nothing about cooking Mm -hmm. you're just gonna end up probably wasting a bunch of that food which is terrible that's food waste is a huge problem it's a huge problem in this country we have a very special offer for to ellen back listeners you're gonna get three weeks of every plate meals for just $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code 2L and back three. That's 40% off each of your first three boxes and up to a $72 value. That's huge. That is. Once again, that is three weeks of every plate meals for only $2.99 a meal. Just go to everyplate.com and use the code 2L and back three. I mean, $2.99 for a meal, that is a really, really inexpensive meal. Yeah. And every plate is constantly expanding their shipment zone. So be sure to check and make sure your zip code is included where they ship at checkout. That's everyplate.com. Enter code to ellenback 3 T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K. And then the number three. Oh, kitten Angus are spooning. <laughs> and the doorbell rings and it's Bet. And Ding she dong. is so lonely and she's crying. And yeah. I felt very bad for Bet here. Yeah. Like her, her, her life blows. Her life really <laughs> sucks right now. Unemployed. Yeah. Seeking solace in the office of Joyce Wishnia, which yeah. I don't think is a good idea for anybody. And she's about to make it even worse yeah. by trying to get soul custody. But she's like, I never got to say goodbye to Dana. And then she's so she was, wants to sleep with Kit, and Angus is like, "Of course, like I'm your I'm your guy or whatever." I don't remember. I definitely interpreted this as she was talking about how she hadn't said gotten to say goodbye to Tina, and they oh. think she's talking about Dana. And then when he says, "I'm your guy," it means that he's on her side and not Tina's. Mm, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You're right. That's how I read that. Yeah. Well, because also, well, she was at her silent meditation. She's never going on another silent meditation retreat. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. L- Dana look at died. What happened while she and was Tina gone. met Henry? You know, never leave town. Your whole that life just will fall goes apart. to show you. <laughs> stay, never, stay, put. never leave town. Traveling is very stressful, <laughs> and things happen while you're gone that are bad. Then we go. Oh, we see all their little cars <laughs> driving up the do, little do, mountain. Do, 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 do. It's we're snowing. We're going on a trip. Going on a trip. Where do you think we're going? That up it's already snowing. <laughs> <laughs> How far outside of LA are we? Who knows? Time doesn't exist. They're going to Dana's summer camp from when she was a kid. Camp I'm a Chaka. They Max I wrote Max is really good at reading maps. Them all trying to read a map <laughs> was very funny. I was like, look at these assholes trying to read a map. This is me in the this would be me in this situation. Yeah. I'd be like, we have to go. Oh, I've gotten there very lost in like municipal parks. <laughs> yeah, um, it's very confusing. Very lost and had this to be rescued by an Uber. By an Uber in yeah. a park? 
Yeah. Oh. We par- we hiked so far off the trail that once we emerged, we didn't know where we were anymore. And it turns out, and when we were driven home, he had to take the highway and we were like, oh, wow, we really got Damn. lost. How long were you hiking for? Uh, ab- About five hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we had a picnic at one point. Oh, okay. It was nice. That was that before we nice. knew that what we had done. Um. So I have to say they all look adorable in their little winter yeah, they do. outfits or winter gear. Everyone I looks thought we'd so never good. get to see them in winter gear. No, it's so nice. Everyone's got a puffy coat. Little they all hats. have backpacks for no reason. No reason. Little hats. Well, I guess maybe the backpacks were holding the bottles of champagne and, and bottles glass, of ashes and glass flutes and multiple bottles of ashes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hopefully they had some trail mix. Ashes, spare ashes. I wish someone had a little baguette sticking out of there. Oh, I know. Out of their backpack. Bet bought one the other day. Yeah. Or a baby, if someone had a baby. Or a there small is a dog. baby on the show, but or a they small did not dog. bring the baby. No one has a dog. They should have had... I, I think it would have been cute if then all of a sudden, like, Carmen whipped her backpack around and opened it and a little dog popped out and was like, I miss Dana, too. Oh, that would be so Right? Nice. Wouldn't that be cute? I would love that. Mm. Um, There's some weird appropriative music. Yeah. This is... The music in this episode is really A choice. So we go to the Hinata cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're like, we have to go to this cabin because this is the place where Dana first ever hooked up with a girl. And the cabins are just unlocked. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, You can't even well, answer it. <laughs> I don't know how they would get. The thing is, I, I mean, I went to a boarding school that was also a camp and those cabins were definitely unlocked because people had sex in them all the time, including me. But. You would have had to go through a gate to get in. I don't know how they got into the camp to begin with. That's that's my question more so than the individual cabin. But I guess mm. it's because of movie magic. Let's go with that. So this part of the episode is the only good thing about Dana dying is that we got to see all these really fun flashbacks of when they yeah. were younger. And it's so cute. It's really cute. Lots yeah. of reminiscing and lots of fun flashbacks. So the first one is how how the group met Dana in the first place. And it was through Alice. Yes. Alice was assigned to write a profile of this tennis player. Dana Fairbanks and Dana starts telling her this incredibly convoluted story I was a senior camper at Camp Imalakaha and um, I was in Hinata and and Hinata means leader and there was this I had a bunkmate who was just sort of like the leader of all of us leaders and and she was oh <laughs> she was um, just really mature and together and strong she was really funny <laughs> and she always knew that she was gonna be a professional tennis player and then alice is like oh okay <laughs> yeah she's like oh so do you think you had like a little crush on her and dana like freaks out obviously because also dana was like she always knew like she knew that she was gonna be and then pause and she's like a tennis player <laughs> it's like okay so um, uh Dana's yeah Dana's horrified she gets mad she shuts down the interview the story is killed yeah and then then later some amount of time later they run into each other at Fred Siegel and old pigtails Fairbanks (laughs) has no idea that the Fred Siegel cafe is the biggest Leslie hangout in West Hollywood I is it is it it? should we go to Fred Siegel I mean we should yeah I mean I've looked it up yeah. I've looked up this. I've tried to verify or not verify this fact, you know, because also Fred Siegel, the outside of the store is like covered in greenery. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can't see in. No. So there's can't. no from the outside. You can't really tell that there's a cafe in there. It just looks like it's a pretentious clothing store. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm going to eat that cafe one day, but I could get a salad for like $17. It'll definitely be a $17 salad. And then if you wanted to add a protein, it would be additional. $7. $7. I'm uh, add grilled shrimp. Yeah. Well, that's, might, that's $12 additional. Do you think avocado is included in the 17 or do you think that's no, going to be extra? extra. <laughs> it's a fully a la carte salad experience. Hmm. Um, anyway, Alice suggests that they get lunch. Dana's into it. It's a little cute. It's very cute. I mean, Dana's pigtails are unforgivable. Those are very upsetting. She just has like a little green um, cardigan. Yeah. On And then she's like, off the record, did you hook up with that girl? And she's like, off the record. I'll see you Wednesday. And then it cuts. And I think she says, like, off the record, like, let's get lunch at oh, Fred yeah. Siegel Cafe. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It's yeah. Cute. Um, and then Alice tells us that Dana would not confirm that hookup with the girl at camp for mm-hmm. many, many, many more years. And Tina's like, man, she was really deep in that closet. 
Max looks so fucking bored. Max is so <laughs> he's bored. just like he's like I only met chip. her a few days Co- ago. Keyboard machine, <laughs> computer search. So I just want to get back to my bros at Intech mode. And then Beck goes, and then you brought her to our Y two K Millennium party. And then someone goes, party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Uh, okay this party is killer the, what a fucking party mm-hmm. it's at their house uh-huh. Beth and Tina's house they've hired a, a performance artist yeah <laughs> I don't know how to get it I don't know how to talk but I think it's this is the first time we see uh, like a black woman naked in the entire show and she's literally a work of art that's being inside of a box inside of a box She's writing things in mm-hmm. marker on the box and other people are writing things on the box. And then Shane goes into the box and just like starts, starts making up out with her. her. Yeah, of course. Shane is hooking up with the oh, also performance the artist. Is fully nude. Yeah, so, she's naked. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is okay. this is what my uh, 1999 New Year's Eve was like, too. Wow, cool. Yeah, it was a glass box, writing yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Shane was there. Shane's hair was really long, but like yeah. fringe, like layered. Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate. Um. Alice uh, is asking Dana questions about working out and, and Dana, she's with her boyfriend, Harrison. Yep. Good old Harrison. Good old Harrison. Good Honestly, old gay love, Harrison. Just love to see Harrison again. Yeah. He's like, hello with his little swishy, like Cosmo or whatever. Kid is drunk. Yeah. Um, And does not buy that Harrison and Dana are a couple for one. No. For one iota. Then there's a moment where they're all watching them uh-huh. and no one is convinced that they're a couple. And they then Harrison like goes, follows a guy mm-hmm. off and they're like, Dana, come here, talk to us. And Dana looks like so excited that yeah. they are talking to her. It's Yeah, really she's about cute. to have her first gay friends. Yeah. Then it's time for Jenny's story. Oh, boy. Did you know that Dana and me fooled around? She asks. And no one believes her. No, Carmen says, you're just lying for attention. I'm like, Carmen, (laughs) roll it back. Carmen, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Come on, we're mourning. She says that they they fooled around and proceeded to have the worst sex ever, which is a generous description of what happened, I think. Because they didn't have full sex, but it is. I love the scene. It's so horrible. It's so funny. And it's so real. It's so good. She does say that they met at the Palms, which rest in peace, a West Hollywood lesbian bar. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we all know this because we saw this season one, but then the part we didn't know yeah. is that afterwards, Dana, who I believe has been established throughout the series as a bad dancer, correct, is now a good dancer. They're all talking about how great of a dancer she is. Well, you know, she was a great dancer. Oh, she was such a great dancer. And then she, I don't know, she asked me if I wanted to learn how to dance because she was a really good dancer, wasn't she? Um, yes. What? Uh-huh. We've only ever seen her be a horribly Horrible. awkward dancer. Yeah. Well, and it's entertaining. It but is. I wouldn't describe it as good. No, it is. Um, it also reminds me of like The Sims when you're like, what are these people going to do with each other? Like, <laughs> should we make them dance? Because you can't figure out what else they could do. You know, because there ever an L word Sims. They should have done that. They had the L word. The L word um, land in Second Life was one of the most active oh, Second Life oh, worlds, which right. I, I completely forgot about. Second Life. Right. I never used it, but I remember it existing. I didn't either. Shit. So the tool shed, they learned to waltz on the tool shed. I don't remember the tool shed being that spacious, but no. sure. Go for it. Love yeah. it. Um, Shane's story is the best. Shane's story Shane is, wins. Shane wins for sure. Shane wins the storytelling contest. Shane always wins the storytelling contest. Yeah, that's true. Shane took Dana to see Tegan and Sarah after she and Laura broke up. Mm-hmm. And they dropped acid. Yeah. for In the car <laughs> before. Because for some reason, this these lines I remember distinctly and have said since which is Dana asking Shane, Will it set me free? And Shane says, <laughs> You know what? It'll give you the illusion that it sets you free, and that's just as good. Uh, which I like. Nice. That's nice writing. Uh, deep cut Tegan and Sarah are playing. Yeah. Love type thing? That is a deep cut. I don't know if I've heard it. I've definitely heard it. And it's what it album was, is it on? Oh God! But this is their second appearance on the yes, show, it is. and they are deep in their haircuts of the era. It's great. It's great. It's a real nice moment, and it's so funny. So Dana's like tripping. Dana is rolling out of her mind. She is like spaced the fuck out, and then suddenly, she's so high that she starts to hallucinate them outing her in the middle of their song. <laughs> 
know who's a lesbian? Dana Fairbanks. <laughs> Which is also cute because I feel like Tegan and Sarah's banter is really legendary, right? Totally. And like, what if that banter was about you? Oh my God. That's what Dana's envisioning. Uh, relatable. And she laughs at herself. Well, first she shouts at them. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> and But she actually does uh-huh. that and Shane's like, what? <laughs> and then gets on stage and we see an example of how great of a dancer she is, which yeah. is again not good yeah it's unclear Do, is she did she actually get on the stage in real life I or because she's sitting in the sure. chair and then she also sees herself on stage so maybe she wasn't actually on stage but she did actually shout at them yeah she did actually shout at them yeah. shane is like looking at a lighter that's right shane is like starting to light her own hand on fire yeah which, which is fair very funny this girl is on fire that song's about shane yep and about the hunger games so dana felt um gay yeah uh, and then the, that flashback ends and they all talk about how she's a great dancer and a great kisser and a great lover. Yeah, that was painful. Which too. I was like, Ugh. and then they toast their champagne flutes to her. Sure. Day drinking on a hike. Risky business. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not trying to do that, but I don't want to get lost. So then <laughs> they're all um, now it's time to cry. They're all like on the bridge feeling sad. And then Shane is like, she's like, I asked Carmen to marry me first. This whole conversation happens. Like Carmen isn't. Even though Carmen is right there. It was so confusing. I was like, Carmen can definitely hear. Yeah. I was like, what is happening here? And she's like, I, I asked Carmen to marry me and I want to ask her family for their blessing. I want to like get back in to their good graces or whatever she says. Yeah. So she's like, the phrasing makes it seem, and she's talking to Bet, and she it seems as if she's like, I asked her to marry me so that I can get her family to like us again. Right. That's how I, that's how it felt a little bit. And I'm like, that's not again, a great not a good reason to get married. No, it's really not. Um, She's like, oh, and also she hasn't said yes yet. Right. Cool. And again, she's, she, and she's three right people down. Yeah. On this bridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Max says, I can hear the waterfall, so we must be close. I would like to just take a time out to acknowledge that I have been to this waterfall. <gasps> Whoa, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, that me and my friend Sarah went to Vancouver, hiked to this motherfucking waterfall to find Dana. And? To find Ghost Dana. We didn't find Ghost Dana, and we couldn't walk all the way down to the waterfall, but we could walk to where we could see it. Okay. And we could walk down nearby, so we took as many pictures as we possibly could. Of course. And we t- did a moment of silence for Dana. Did you spill any of her ashes out? Um, Were they in your coffee? No. It was a light hike. It was accurate that they were really down. Like, it's you do have to go down a lot. Cool. Um, But... So if you're ever in the Vancouver area and you want to pay tribute to Dana, it's at the like Lynn Falls, I want to say Lynn Canyon Park or something like that. Cool. Um, so I went there. It's so this is accurate. This is it's a real waterfall. I've seen it. Whoa. But you did not see Dana. No. In the waterfall. Unfortunately, okay. no. So now it is the time to do what we have all come here to do, which is to spread Dana's ashes in the waterfall. Yeah. And everyone is very sad and they're crying. And then Shane freaks out. Yeah. Because. Bet is like she's in a better place and it's blah 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 blah, blah and Shane's blah, like spiritual. no I don't buy that fucking spiritually bullshit she didn't die peacefully she died alone which like harsh but true Alice just went on a little mini walk I took that not just to be a thing about Alice I took it more like she's probably talking about herself like she was like having sex with Carmen when Dana died yeah that's true so I feel like that was maybe more of a, mm, a self-referential thing but none of them were there. Bet no. wasn't even in. Wasn't even in. No, Los she was Angeles. at the bus stop. She was screaming. She was screaming at a bus stop. So now everyone is really upset and Shane's, Shane like storms crying. off, and then they start spreading the ashes. And like Alice dumps a like ton of ashes yeah, out of bodies. this jar, and then hands the jar off, and they each dump a ton of ashes out of the same jar. It's just the the physics of it is hilarious, but. Anyway, then um, as they walk back up to this, I still like just what oh. Alice turns around. Who 
was whoever had to do this in post were they like are you sure yeah <laughs> i love that idea like you just pictures them coming in and being like okay and then in this shot uh-huh. see that shot of the waterfall we need you to put dana in the waterfall <laughs> and you tell like the visual effects artist is probably like wait what <laughs> are you sure this is for the l word right uh-huh is like a ghost or like a spirit what is it Alice saw Dana in the waterfall, and now all of us are dead. We're all dead. We're all in the waterfall. We are. Then Shane's crying on the bridge, and Carmen's going to comfort her, and she says yes. I'm shaking my head now. Yeah. Reese is shaking her head now. I'm now also shaking my head now. I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. Also, Carmen doesn't seem happy about saying yes right away, and then by the end of them, like, of her like they're hugging and then like finally she seems to be happy by the end of the scene but initially she she doesn't seem sure of it at all yeah which is fair i think this is perhaps not the best idea yeah it's a bad idea and where's the ring shane oh shit where's the ring wow anyway then we get like way too much waterfall b-roll just an hour of waterfall b-roll yeah it's very relaxing i fell asleep (laughs) i woke up and they were all back in la yeah and Alice pulls up outside of an apartment. It is actually Dana's apartment, it not is. her own. She goes, walks up to the building, and we find Laura, Laura. sitting on the porch. Mm-hmm. Laura's hair looks great. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you go to Italy. You come back, you look great. I thought she went to Paris. That's what happens when you go to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> look, tra- international travel mm-hmm. makes one's hair very voluminous. They go inside Dana's house, and... Lara starts like sobbing and then Alice holds her hand, which is when you can see that Lara has really long fingernails. She sure does. Then she like hugs Alice and holds Alice. And then they start, um, they have all the snot and crying yeah. juices on their faces, all the cry <laughs> juice, all the sadness juices all over their faces. And they smash their faces and mouths together and start making out. Yeah. Which I appreciated because <laughs> I thought, you know what? Sure. Sure. (laughs) You know, like, like you're both so fucking sad. You want to feel something else. You want to feel connected to Dana. And so this seems like, and Alice is the closest thing Lara has to Dana. And Lara is the closest thing Alice has to Dana besides themselves. And so they just want to smash into it. Yep. And they do. I hope they have, I hope they had sex and had a great night. And I hope they cried all through it. They definitely did. (laughs) They cried. So I hope they just cried and came all night. That's what I want for them. That's what we want. We want that for them. Um, so that ends our that, that ends our shortest recording ever yeah. in, in Tell and Back history. So, Carly, did you like this episode? It's whatever. Mm. I remember when I saw it the first time. I think I felt exactly the same as I feel now. Mm. I felt Shane and Carmen getting engaged was a terrible idea. I thought the r- little flashbacks and when they're reminiscing was super cute. Um, I thought that the in memoriam cold open was weird. Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember thinking that the Alice and Lara stuff was so strange. <laughs> I remember thinking that when I originally saw this. I think it's less strange now. Yeah. Like I understand it. Uh-huh. But when I first saw it, I thought that was the, the, the that blew <laughs> my mind. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I get it now. As it's, an adult. I I remember when we were watching it and the flashbacks started that one of my friends was like, oh, maybe like maybe this is like, this is all that will make it worth it for us. Like sure. Dana had to die so that we could see flashbacks because we never got any backs. We still, there's still, we end the series with so little backstory about how these people ended up in each other's lives to begin Mm -hmm. with. Um, and so they were like, maybe that's, that's our reward or whatever. And that's fine ish. I guess it didn't last that long. I I could have totally been, I feel like the whole episode could have been. Yeah. Like flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. Like the whole episode could have been them. It could start with like the funeral and she steals yeah. the ashes. And then we're yeah. just no going. sermon, no full custody, no marriage proposal, no just in flashbacks. Tech mode. We just no go, in tech mode. We just go to the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. And it's like more flashbacks. And they're just like spending the whole day mm-hmm. like hiking to this waterfall and talking about Dana. Like yeah. just expanding what's already there. Yeah. I think that would have that would have made it a little more worth it. Yeah. But it's none of it's worth it because mm-hmm. the storyline makes sense. It's fine. 
Um, it's in the past. It's all in the past now. So um, thanks, guys, for, you know, walking through the Lynn Canyon Park with us. Thank you for coming on this journey through this park mm. with us. We drove up the mountain. We walked. We hiked. We carried backpacks of champagne. And babies. And dogs and ashes. Big Newtons. Clay pots. Clay pots. I always want to bring up clay for some reason. <laughs> Here's the question I have about this episode. Yes. In the credits, mm-hmm. there was a, a man's name credited as five-year-old Howie. Where? Where was five-year-old Howie? Do you think it was like a picture by her? Maybe there was a photo. Maybe the, like a photo by the when at the funeral. Yeah, there probably was like photos, and he was. I just probably, wondered if there was a flashback we were robbed of. I guess no, no one would have known Howie when he was five, huh? How old's how? Listen, time doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, but none of them would have. It would have had to have been some sort of flashback to Dana telling them something about her childhood, right? But it's not like we saw her and the tennis girl when she was telling Alice that story. So it must have been in photos at the yeah. But we did see her in the tennis girl in the dinosaur episode where she talked about how she was like at tennis camp, mm, mm-hmm. but that wasn't tennis camp. That was normal camp. Are they the same? Why Who can be, say? Why would, I mean, it would be quite confusing to have Dana have gone to two completely unrelated camps and then reference them in the show in flashbacks twice. That would be crazy. That's true. I feel like it's one. But she act. Oh, you know, mm. right. It's probably just like one. Last dance was a reference to them closing the book on whether or not Dana can dance. And they were like, and last but not least, Dana can dance. And we were like, that is false. There's a song. Isn't there a band called Dead Can Dance or something? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's Dana's band. (laughs) Anyway, death is sad. Yeah. Sorry. We had to make light of all this because this is ridiculous. And death is sad and life is short. Yeah. Carol knows that. Her life is the shortest of all of ours, but she's living it to the fullest, you know, and that's what you, that's all you can do is grab each moment like a star in the shooting sky. Like if you're a dog, you could like grab each moment like a chew toy. Yeah. And like fuck it up. This is the only game she knows how to play, which is touch my hands with her hands. This is awesome. Y'all are missing this. It's great. <laughs> Reese is like moving her hands around and Carol's like following her hands and her tail's right. wagging. Oh, she just sat oh, down. Oh, you're so cute. Carol, you're so cute. Carol, do you want to say something on the pod? I think it's fucking bullshit that Dana died and Mark and Gomi didn't. What the hell, Eileen? Oh, we have to say L words. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can find us on the internet. Reese, where can people find you? They can find me at AutoWin and they can also find my website, Autostraddle, and they can also find our Instagram and Twitter to Ellen Back correct you can also email us at two ellen at gmail.com my social media stuff is carly tron we also have a hotline 971-217-6130 call us leave us a message maybe you'll hear it on an episode um we've got merch store.australia.com get yourself a bet porter 2020 t-shirt get a to ellen back t-shirt a to ellen back sticker get all those things right there there's other things too get them all get them all um if you're going to wear a shirt, might as well be a shirt that gives money to this podcast or my website. Exactly. Theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And the production of the show is entirely done by Lauren Klein. Now for L words. I always think of Lorna Dunes first. Like Can that's- I tell you, I was at a grocery store today <laughs> and thought of about Lorna Dunes yeah. and almost bought a bunch of Lorna Whoa. Dunes and brought them here. But then I didn't. Whoa. But I truly considered it. Wow. Close call. Okay, I have one. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three. Lipton. Lithograph. What? <laughs> I said Lipton. It's a brand of tea. I said lithograph. It's mm. a thing. Oh, that was it's a good... It's the first L word that I thought of after trying to think of one for a whole minute. That was a really good one, Carly. Thanks. I think it you did a great job. nothing to do with anything. But... Well, kids, yeah. just remember, if you want to put ashes in a waterfall, that's a lot of bodies. <laughs> Just remember that was too many bodies, too many ashes for one body. So set your expectations more realistically about the kind of ashes that are going to be produced from just one body. You know, these are important lessons to learn. And we'll see you at the heat death of the universe. 